Idiots Talk History. I'm your host, Matt, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Lorna. Hi! Um, if you haven't listened to the show before, one of us does a report on a topic or event or person or moment from history. Um, sometimes well-known moments. What are you doing? Doing finger guns. Okay. Um, sometimes well-known moments, which we shine some new light on. Lorna did the Montgomery bus boycott once. Just one. I did Golden State Killer. Last one. Last, yeah, right. Um, sound like, sounds like we're a rap group, and I'm like, you're like the guy from Migos. Oh, I'm like the one who, who doesn't, who can't sing. The guy who shouts Lambo in Migos. Which one's he? I don't know. Oh. I can't remember anyone shouting Lambo. Mm, you should do. I'll show you. There's a Saturday Night Live sketch, which is oh, um, yeah. Friendos instead of Migos. It's really funny. <laughs> um, I want to watch that. Um, well, what was I saying? So, yeah, sometimes it's a well-known topic. Sometimes it's a lesser well-known topic. Um, yeah. There's lots of examples of them on our podcast. Yeah, so something you've either not heard of before or something you might have heard of with bits that you definitely don't know. Mm. What are you doing today? Right, I found this report and I was really, really excited. Like, I read this little thing about this woman and I was so excited to do a report and I couldn't find anything anywhere. And basically, she has got a book... <laughs> But the cheapest I found was £80. So I swerved. But I thought I'd do a bit of the background and then give you the story that I found on this woman. Right. What? I just took my glasses off. I don't know why you're looking at me like I'm Um, a different person. So this week we're going back to 1937 China. Do you know anything about the country at this time, Matthew? No, not really, to be honest. So I found it quite helpful getting the background because um, I didn't really know anything either. What so, is the topic? Um, it's the now? Second Sino-Japanese War. Second? Sino. It's spelled like that, but it's China against Japan, essentially. Ah. Cool. And a woman called Bianca Tam. Hmm. So, we're in July 1937, and Japanese troops have just launched a full-scale invasion on the Republic of China. Hmm. Um, so Japan had already been in possession of Manchuria, which was an area of China, and they'd renamed it Manchuko, and now they were looking to expand further. I so, remember the Manchurian crisis. Yes. Is that World War One. World War Two. Oh, was that I afterwards? Think? Was it? I don't know if they've renamed it. Wouldn't it be the Manchuko crisis? Maybe it's the World. Yeah, but. But what about the Abyssinian crisis? Was that World War One then? Like yes, no, these are World War oh, One, okay. I think. Okay. Yeah, Abyssinian crisis definitely was. Yeah, because there was no crisis or anything leading up to the Second World War. It was just kind of a... Black Hand a... Gang. What? No, oh, that's World War World I. War One. that's what... Yeah. Yeah, that's World War One. There was more well. like a, just a gradual... Oh, yeah. Development. Invasion. Yeah, yeah. Hitler yeah. is what we're <laughs> stepping around Yeah, here. it is. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So, we don't really talk about Hitler in this one, though. Um, in China's Chiang Kai-shek's um, government, so mm. they were in the government, the forces collapsed under the pressure of the invasion and a war ensued. So, Japan's come in, China's forces can't cope, and we've got the second Sino-Japanese war. When was the first Sino-Japanese I'll war? I'll get to oh, it! Oh, you're good, you? Um... Literally my next sentence. Mm. So this was the second Sino-Japanese War and the first one had lasted a year between 1894 and 
Mm. And in China, it's known as the Jai Wu War. Jai Wu. Jai Wu. Okay. But we know it as the first Sino-Japanese. How do you spell Jai Wu? J-I-A-W-U. So, it only lasted a year, though. That's quite short for a war. Yeah, I suppose. Still. I think that's really short for a war. 100 but, years war. Sort of knocks out of the park, doesn't it? Uh, really does. Also, I think that if I was in charge of a war, I wouldn't be able to keep going for years and years and years. And also... Why not? Because I just get, think I'd get tired. I just want to do other things with my time. Yeah, and I also think there's other people involved in this. It's not just about me. So why would I want everybody else to have to do this for many, many years as well? Isn't that weird? Isn't that a big ask from a government? What, to fight a war? Yeah. Yeah. Have you only just realised this? Yep, just clicked. Just clicked. That is a massive ask. We don't really owe anything (laughs) to our government. I know. (laughs) Lauren's had some revelation currently on the (laughs) podcast. You should see your eyes. Right. I'm just processing it. But I'll get back to the report and I'll think about this later. Yeah. I think I might yeah. need to read some books. Um, about what? What? Uh, I'm really excited for my next book, though. Um, I'm getting it for my birthday and it's about the hidden life of trees. Right. So that one will be nice. I and don't then think I'll read trees about war. Are, wait, explain that because I don't believe trees are. Have a hidden life away from us, really, do they? No, they They're do. They're not running around. No, 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 no. So, like. It's just how they talk to one another. Like, they talk to each other through the roots. Like, we don't know that. We're on the land. Like, we can't see their roots. We don't know that they're passing a message even if we could see the roots. Do you know that they are doing that? Yeah. This is a fiction book? Nope. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I wanted to learn. <laughs> so, so, this is the second one. Second war. Oh, yeah. Um, the invasion had been precedented by a series of incidents between China and Japan. This includes the First War and the Japanese invasion of Manchuria, which occurred in 1931. Awesome. Okay. So there's there's six years between them getting Manchuria and then going into China. Yes. Um, so the Japanese takeover of Manchuria was the first part of the Chinese occupation and the second phase was this in, invasion in 1937. Where are they invading? China. Yeah, but whereabouts? I'll get to it. Okay. So, um, it's the Japanese Imperial Army who've, they're trying to take over China. Mm. Um, the Japanese used the Marco Polo Bridge incident as an in- excuse to invade China. There was a lot, a lot around this, so I've brushed over it. Marco Polo? Yeah, the game. They named the bridge after a game. It's weird, isn't it? I don't know. It isn't. But maybe the game's, guy. yeah. Yeah, it's a guy. I thought it was a guy. But I do there's love a, the game. There's a show on Netflix. I never watched it about him. But I don't think it's very factually accurate. Oh, is it like um, The Crown? Um, yeah, but it's further back in time, so. Oh. But we've played the game before, Marco Polo. Yeah, I was just thinking about it. Sure, I was going to say I've played it a few times. Played it in a, a few pools. Yeah, we played it in Vietnam. Did you all leave the pool? Yeah, we hid. And I... <laughs> and you were still wandering around going, Marco, and we were all like, Polo, That's happened more away. than once. <laughs> and there was this other lady in the pool and yeah. you walked into her. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good. Good, yeah. Um, so... That's what I was thinking. I was like, did that happen? But it did. Yeah, so the, there's a Marco Polo bridge. Um, the incident at the bridge involved Japanese officers claiming they were attacked by Chinese troops at this bridge 
and by the city of Beijing. So there was an incident where some Japanese officers were attacked. They mm. might have provoked, I don't know what's gone on. Mm. And then they was like, we've been attacked by the city of Beijing. China, so the whole them. of Japan went in. It's an excuse, isn't it? They're always an excuse, aren't they? Mm, to start a war. Mm. They're planning it anyway, you, you see. <laughs> Gosh, got deep. <laughs> Um, China at the time was weak and Japan took advantage. Uh, the country had been experiencing some level of civil war since 1927. So that's 10 years now. Mm, don't uh, laugh to you, are you? I am, I'm quick. And uh, the country was torn about through rivalry between warlords. This shouldn't have been an about what? in that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> the country was torn between rivalry, rivalry between... Oh, we lost it. <laughs> Oh, do you mean the country was was torn apart through rivalry? Stop reading my notes. I'm just trying to help you out because you just read it verbatim and it's not quite right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I've put a question in here. Do you know what warlords are? Because I don't and I didn't clarify it. I was supposed to. Just, um, I've never really thought about it, but yeah, warlords. People who are in charge who like... Monger war, they're uh, war mongers. Oh, okay. Maybe they like. Maybe they're a bit argumentative. Yeah, pro- yeah, okay. yeah. People, lots of like, I, I seem to think of them as like aggressive people in charge. Can you give me an example? Hitler. More of a, yeah, I guess maybe. <laughs> I, I'm thinking lower. Sc- I'm think thinking like you know, like an era. Uh, maybe uh, he weren't really in charge though, as much, was he? But I'm thinking like. Fidel Castro. I don't know. Like, I know you're, just, <laughs> you're just naming like dictators though, but I feel like for me, warlords are always actually they don't have to be. I was always thinking in like smaller, in a smaller area, you know, than like a, a country. But I guess you'd say like, yeah, I guess you'd say people like that are warlords as well. Hmm. Um. So thank you for that explanation. It wasn't a good explanation, <laughs> was it? Let me find out what I, what Google thinks of warlords. coming up with games oh i thought it would actually i was going to ask you if you could give me an example from a game a military commander especially an aggressive regional commander with individual autonomy so that's sort of what i said he's just like an aggressive military guy so i guess i guess all those fit yeah they fit the bill i think it's quite general really oh i might have an example later on in this report oh there you go it says chinese warlords um Oh, so they were accountable. Um, it says a military leader of a nation or part of a nation, especially one which is who, especially one who is accountable to nobody when the central government is weak. E.g., the Chinese warlords. So is that what was happening? Were the, were the weak central government quite weak and warlords? Yeah. So running? I'm going to talk about the. Po- I've got a little sentence on the politics in a second. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Google. So, the country's torn about with rivalry. Torn apart. Torn apart. (laughs) Through rivalry. (laughs) Torn apart. Oh, I'm good, Anna. Um, Um, So, Japan also looked to China because they wanted more raw materials to support the heavy industry. And Japanese nationalism had been growing stronger. hmm. And they'd been expanding their army. So now, they were in a position take over China because I think it's quite obvious they were planning to do it anyway and they just used an incident as an excuse Uh, politically China was divided 
and this continued throughout the war. So the KMT, which is the nationalist government under Chiang Kai-shek, who I mentioned before, um, and the CCP, which is the Chinese Communist Party under Mao Zedong, agreed to cooperate. Mao in... Zedong. Yes, yeah, so they agreed to cooperate in resistance to the Japanese, but this was difficult, and they continued to resist one another also. So they said these were against each other, like they divided the whole country between these political parties. They were like, let's put it behind us to defeat the Japanese, but whilst they're trying to do that, they're still rivals. Mm. So it didn't. It Mao didn't Zedong currently. Is that a chairman Mao of China at the moment of the Communist Party? Yes. Well, I don't know if it's the actual one, but it might be like his son or something. Yeah, maybe. But, cool. but yeah. Um, so this is how Japan could attack. And then the invasion brought attacks on Beijing, Shanghai and Nanking. In Nanking, the Japanese army committed and the Nanking massacre, which was over six weeks, and there were a high number of deaths, but I didn't put it in because I'm trying to be positive this week. Yeah, we often... I delved into a bit of death last week with a serial killer. Mm, yeah, quite so, a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, so I didn't yeah. put it in this time. But but some people a died. Lot of people but, died yeah. yeah, but that's part of the war, so mm. people were going to die anyway, weren't they? Which is... I don't sound good when I said that sentence, but... I'm interested to see where this woman comes into it. I'll tell you, but it's very brief. Oh, okay. Very brief, sorry. It's all right. Chairman Mao died in 1976. But it was the one. Yeah, but I don't know if it's a... Who's, who's in charge of China now, then? I don't know. Someone tell me. Just put China leader. Yeah, I should have done that, shouldn't I? In Google. I'm succeeded by... Read that, and oh, no, that was left to us. Leader of China. Jinping. Xi Jinping. He's the president of China. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. It's okay. Um. Do you want to explain my thing? Okay. What? No, I was just saying, yeah, it's, I was just looking up who's the president of China. Okay. I think it's like um, Vietnam, in a way. I'm just thinking of, you know, when I was thinking Chairman Mao is like head of China. He's not. Yeah. He's been dead for a while. You're thinking of Ho Chi Minh. It's like Ho Chi Minh in Vietnam. He's been dead for a while. Yeah, still worshipped. Still, still love him. Anyway, so we're talking they've about China. Beijing, Japan. Shanghai, Nanking. Um, Japan moved into China and eventually occupied the industrial cities in southern China. Um, Chiang, the leader of the nationalist government, yeah, he moved his capital from Nanking to Chongqing, and he started a new tactic, which had been called using space to trade for time. Mm, what does that entail? This tactic spread the Japanese soldiers across a large amount of space. So there was few soldiers, because obviously they're spread out over a large amount of space. Um, They were spread too thin, and this made them easier to attack. Why Why weren't they staying together? The Japanese? Yeah. Because these are forcing them to... By going to a place where... Well, I think by... um, I don't know how they got them to spread out, but obviously China's massive. And they want to take over the whole of China. So yeah. they didn't stop them from reaching places. Instead, right. I reckon they kept all the like 
roads and stuff clear for the Japanese to use to expand. Right. And they got thinner and then was open to attack, which seems very logical to me. Don't spread out. Yeah, that's what I mean. I guess... Because literally, if someone started at the top and they were met like three Japanese soldiers and there's like ten of them, they're going to win. And the ten just move down, keep going Mm. down, so the next three and they're going to win every time. Chinese soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. So, in 1940, the Japanese army stopped being able to move further into China and they were unable to take more land. This is three years in. Because they spread out so much, it's like three people trying to invade a city. It was in this year that China began to be able to fight back. Um, China was also receiving aid from the US and the Soviet Union to Mm. support this. Because, if you think, at this time, this is World War II and uh, Japan Japan was um, part of the... Not yet, though. No, it's but it's getting to the be. Axis. The Axis. So they're viewed as mm. the enemy to the US and Soviet Union. Well, yeah. Which is very interesting because the US is very against communism, but they were given China. Yeah. And working with the yeah, Soviet but Union. Yeah, w- wasn't the government... It, was it national, wasn't well, communist, it was, yeah. Wasn't it wasn't it? communist, but the communist government was significant. Yeah, it was, communist party. Yeah, so there was a real risk of communism in mm. China at this time. On the 7th of December 1941, Japan bombed Pearl Harbor and the Second Sino-Japanese War became part of the Second World War. Ah. It became the area of fighting called the China-Burma-India Theatre. And I've put oh. in brackets, I've never heard of this. Sounds like a travelling theatre. Sounds good, doesn't it? Come and see the China-Burma-India Theatre at your <laughs> local playhouse. <laughs> I wonder what they do. Um... Dance. Probably fight. Oh, yeah, dance. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe fight. Maybe fight the war. Mm. Imagine you thought you were going to a play, but you weren't. You were going to watch a war. A war. Participate. Yeah, it wouldn't be good, would it? No. What's it called when they get an audience involved? Audience, audience participation. In- oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Back>. <laughs> yes, audience participation. So, have you heard of this theatre before? Um, no, like no. No. Me I, no, I knew that they were fighting in World War Two. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was this. You didn't know it was this war. Yeah. Um, the war damaged Japan as they'd not been able to defeat China quickly and Japan's army had now been fighting the Chinese for four years. Um, there was extra challenge from the Chinese now than there had been previous and it was difficult for Japan to keep fighting. They also had to defend themselves against the allies in the Pacific and it's thought that this contributed to the outcome of the war mm-hmm. because now they're split on so many levels trying to fight this war. China went on to have a victory. Japan was forced to surrender all their forces in mainland China, Taiwan, the Spratly Islands, Paracel Islands, and French Indochina. Mm. Um, the surrender of Japan in the Second Sino-Japanese War was linked to the surrender of Japan in the Second World War. This official surrender occurred on the 2nd of September 1945, following the attack of Japan using a new weapon, the atomic bomb, an attack from Soviet Union forces. uh, Japanese forces in China formally surrendered on the 9th of September 1945. When you say the attack of Japan using the atomic bomb, was that Hiroshima or Nagasaki? Yeah, both of them. Okay. But there was one dropped and then it still didn't happen and then they did another one. But then it's interesting that the Japan, like Japanese government, officially surrendered on the 2nd and then the troops didn't seem to get the memo till the 9th. Yeah, well, it doesn't, does it? No. I didn't explain that all. It doesn't, no. doesn't it? <laughs> uh, no, but it's like um, people still think they fight in wars years later. 
Yeah, um, there's that guy in... Was it um, Vietnam? Was it, it is, the Vietnam War? I think it is the Vietn- Vietnamese War. And he was in the mountains yeah. still bombing people yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And they'd send him leaflets and he didn't think it was true. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know what the story is behind that. It's just that because they get sent out, like, especially in the Vietnamese War, there was a lot of guerrilla warfare. Yeah, he was a guerrilla. He was in the... And he was fighting in, like, the forest or something. And then, like, there was just him on his own. And then you can't get the message to him. No, like, I do understand that they couldn't get a message to him. And even if the Chinese were like, your country has surrendered, they'd be like, no, we haven't. (laughs) Yeah, and that's basically it. Yeah. I think they found... I think that was like a few years ago. There was another person who came out who'd been. I don't know Seriously? if that was that guy, but maybe like ten years ago there was like That's this insane. guy's been in the woods or whatever, and then because you you just don't believe that it's over because you've been still fighting this war. And mm-hmm. I think he was shooting like farmers and stuff who he thought were. Yeah, he was. The um, yeah, he'd like still be blowing up like yeah, farms and which stuff. He thought yeah, were, like, <laughs> the enemy. Yeah. So, but but I know like England and um, Britain as well. They they still had like battles or didn't they which carried on after like hitler died and, and all yeah because well, if you think about this like didn't hitler uh, die at the start of summer and this is in september yeah i'm not sure i thought it was either april or may time but that could be totally wrong um and this is but it's well like when it's discussed about the second world war it is discussed that japan just wouldn't surrender oh yeah died on 30th of april yeah it was april so yeah. that was that was april and then this is September, so this is yeah, months but they didn't, after. Yeah, the, the, um... It didn't automatically no. mean the end of the war because well, he no. died. No. But and I think it was um, June that the... for the troops in France. Because it was um, D, v, uh, D-Day or V-Day or... V-Day. D-Day was um, V-Day. the um, storm in the, the beaches. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, I might be thinking of that then. Um, yeah, 2nd of September. World War Two, yeah, because this Germans surrendered to the Allies in late April and early May. But then they still had like oh, but then, they had to tie yeah, and you have to get really. everything, yeah, pull people out and everything, and yeah, all the German forces had to leave everywhere and they had to let people out of concentration camps and everything. Mm. So it went on for months, didn't it? But I know that yeah, British fight people still died after the end of the Second World War, still fighting. Yeah. And it's not also it's not easy to just walk into a battlefield and be like we're done, yeah. like you're done, <laughs> stop fighting. Like yeah. you can't just do that. Um, and but I know that um, the Japanese end of the war is like a bit of a controversial issue. Oh really? With the um, atomic bombs. Oh oh yeah yeah, yeah sure yeah. very controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, so also Japan lost Manchuria, so they had to <laughs> surrender. They lost quite a bit of land, and they had to um surrender all the troops pay reparations as well probably yeah um another outcome was that the um it was the resumption of the chinese civil war so china they just oh, finished this war and they was like right we're straight back to it yeah. with our other war um in china the war had a lasting impact more chinese people began to support the communist party and this helped yeah. chiang's republic fall apart easily in 1949 mm. so took four years of civil war and then we've got a communist state. I thought it said on when I looked up. I thought Chairman Mao became um, in charge in 1954. Well, he might have done, but they said it. Oh no! On I've got on the first of October 1949, Mao Zedong had led the communists to victory against the nationalists, and he proclaimed the founding of the People's Republic of China. Oh. Uh. Well. 
Um, the nationalists re- uh, retreated to Taiwan and set up a government there. Ah, they could just go to another country and be like... We'll set up a government here. Yeah. Don't know, but that's what they did. Well, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, 1949. Oh, so. I don't know. But that's gradual stages of setting up up this state. Ah, okay. Comprende. We were both right. Yeah. (laughs) So that was my background on the war. Okay. Which I found really helpful, actually, because I didn't quite understand what went on there. No. Um, So I just found. So I found this story about Bianca Tan, which I'll get to. But as I was doing a bit of research around her and trying to find if there was anything other than this book for £80, which would tell me things, but it wasn't. Also, that was published by herself, so I didn't quite trust that. That's not a reliable source. Mm. It's a source, but it's not reliable. It is a primary source, but not reliable. Yeah. Um, So I found some other information. So there's. I'm just going to talk a little bit now. This. Relates a little bit to Bianca Tam, kind okay. of. So, there's been recent publications which have shed light on the war as housing one of the largest intelligent apparatuses, which is a bit of an interesting fact about the war. Recently, the KMT, uh, which is the nationalist government, their intelligence apparatus was revealed. So, General Dai Li was infamous within China for his brutality to communists. So he was who I was thinking would be a warlord. Oh, okay. He's, yeah, um, maybe, yeah. He was the head of the military intelligence service, mm-hmm. and he was just a bit... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I might not be right, because he worked for the government, but... Yeah, but still. Um, the warlord. So in the nationalist government, he was um, Chiang's head of the military intelligence service, and he's been described by historian Frederick Wakeman as China's Himmler, because he led an 18,000-member mm-hmm. spy system which was the world's largest espionage system during World War Two, which is quite cool. It's not a nickname you want, though, is it, really? No, but also, I don't know if he actually was like Himmler. I think he was just a bit brutal with communists, and he had this spy system, I'd, which sounds... It is so, really bad, but... Yeah, so I don't. I didn't find actual facts oh, on what, what he did. Oh, about what he did, okay. So, um, okay. but yeah. Um, so this research highlights that Chinese spies working for the Japanese were employed by the KMT as double agents. Mm. So he employed over 18,000 spies in an attempt to defeat the Japanese, which is a lot. And many worked for the Japanese, and he'd hire them as double double agents. agents. Which I always find interesting. I don't think I could be a double agent. I don't think I could be an agent, a single agent. No, I couldn't be an agent, but I think I'd really struggle to be a double agent. Yeah, well, I'm too paranoid. It means turning on your country as well. Yeah, it does. Yeah. What country would you be a double agent for, rather than the UK? Um, America, no, no, I don't like Donald Trump. Um, I don't think I, do, so. I like Spain. Spain's oh, all right. Oh well, you go and support Spain then. I'm sure. No, well, it depends because if I don't like the government here, I'm not gonna be like. Oh I yeah, know, but what about I'll all be... the people? But what about all the people in Spain? Maybe we should just shouldn't become secret agents. I think I think about it too much. Yeah, I'm already thinking, thinking it. about it too much. Um, I, th- I just have to think this is a job. This is money. That's you what can't you turn on. Oh, you 
stressful. No, but you, you're shocking. That's what you have to do sometimes. You're shocking. No, but Matt, what if you was a, before World War Two? If you was a spy for Germany, you would turn hundred percent. No, not well, not necessarily because you you you've, you've grown up in that. No, not even that. But you've grown up in that, and and not all the soldiers were Nazis, were they? Like they they didn't believe necessarily completely in in, in what they were being told. They sort of been made to do it. Go on. No, but if you didn't agree with it, well, say, no, I don't agree with it now. So, say you're a secret agent. Yeah. You're secretly Jewish. Okay. Well, all right. Turned well, double yeah. agent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For the British. Yes. Or any of them, really, because they're all allies. Yes. Right. <laughs> anyway, now we've cleared that up. So they had a lot working as um, double agents. Uh, information was also gathered by the KMT on Japan, and this was shared with the US, which is an interesting development. Um, and this espionage was crucial to victory against the Japanese. Um, I've just put, however, the Chinese weren't the only ones that relied on spies, and Japan had their own spies in China. Mm. You don't expect this, though. It's like... Are you ready? Happens forever, yeah. So, one of these spies was a lady called Bianca Tam. Right. Um, and I've put this is at the point when writing a report where you wish there was tons more information, but there isn't. Oh, so, yes. I've just found what I could. Okay. Um... There's a lot of information in a book, as I've said. This is called Opium Tea, and it was published in 1865. Uh, 1985. <laughs> 1860, what were you going to say? 1865, but I just realised 19... that. I knew I'd got the date wrong, but then I just realised that it couldn't have been that date because the war hadn't even been then. Yeah, yeah. But everybody makes mistakes. Oh, no, yeah. Everybody has those days. Um. So... And I would be interested in reading it, but it's an expensive so read. Get an ebook of it. It doesn't exist. Oh. There's only like when you go online, it's like um one used copy. There's like it's not a lot at yeah. all. So um, opium tea. Opium tea. That's what interesting she called it. name. Also, like reviews. There's like one review on each website. There's not mm. a lot of reviews on this book. They're all five stars though, Whoa. so it does sound good. But um, I couldn't even gather a lot of information from the reviews, and I read like quite a few. Oh. So, she was born in 1918 in Italy, hence the name Bianca. I was going to say, yeah, it's not a very um, um, Asian name. No. Tam is. Bianca Tam. is not. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, she was born into a noble family, um, which was called the Medici family. Ah, the Medicis? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's well, that's a famous family. I've not heard of them. Medici family. I don't know if it's like the same Medici family, but you assume it would be. I don't know if this source is reliable either. Okay. Um, but I like how it's spelled because it's M-E-D-I-C-I but in Italy that would be pronounced Medici wouldn't it yeah 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 um, when was the family around from well there was a, they had a dynasty um, ah. a dynasty also <laughs> founded the house of the Medici was founded in 1169 that is cool connected to the house of Orsini house of Habsburg house Habsburgs? of Bourbon yeah, the Bourbons yeah. yeah well they were all a bit dodd like, they were all yeah. a bit everyone was Married to everyone, weren't they? Yeah, I didn't want to um, say that. <laughs> well, I said it anyway. How do you know about the Medici family? Um, I just do. I just know that. I just know things, Lana. Oh, I've just never heard of them. I didn't know if it was like They ruled the city of Florence through throughout the Renaissance. Did a bit I on the Renaissance. I think I would like to go to Florence. Yeah, sounds good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so she was born into that family in 1918. But like I say, it's my, like, this is after their ruling time, obviously, yeah. but might be the same. Same fam. If they're nobles, probably, yeah. Yeah, they might just not be the same dynasty. 
Yeah, oh, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, when she was 18, she fell in love with a Chinese foreign exchange student who was attending the local military academy. Oh, that's he cute. He was called Tam Zanchow. Oh, um, the Stuff two first name. The two got married, and Tam returned to China with Bianca with him. With Bianca with him, good. Yeah. Um, so they're both Lost. back in China now. Um, once returning to China, her husband was required to fight on the front line. Mm. So Chinese civil war. Right, and he yeah. Yeah, and whilst he was away, Bianca gave birth to four children. Four. They weren't all born at the same time, what? so he must have been going and coming back, oh, are you visiting. Sure? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're not all the same age. I mean, they're not. Are they all his? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they are. Um, then Tam was wounded on the front line, and during his recovery, he fell in love with a nurse. The result of this was that he left Bianca and the kids and he started a new life and a new family. Tam. I've wrote rude. (laughs) Very rude. That is rude. Oh, poor Bianca. She's in this country that he's brought her to as well. With four children. Yeah. Still got his first name as her second name. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's one of them, like um, Ching Shi. Oh. my, My brother was saying when he went to China. If you listen about to episode six, the pirate mm-hmm. Ching Shi, um, talk about how I think you like they swap them a lot, the first yeah. name and the second name. So Tam might have been like in the Western world, like the second name. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, she wouldn't have it, would she? She'd have Zanchal. Yeah. Um. Now she's just Bianca. Yeah. Medici, she's still yeah. called Bianca Tam. So she was now under pressure, and she was under she was pressure. required to support her family. In order to do this, she worked a variety of jobs, and one included being a model for Christian Dior. She was very beautiful, Never heard apparently. Is it good? J'adore Dior. Ah, I know it. Um, yeah, still yeah. a big dog. Mm. Um, she went on to be big successful dog. in the fashion world. I know. <laughs> she went on to be successful, and she became a social butterfly in Shanghai. Wow. She's living the life, isn't she? What happened she to her kids? She's not bothered about her husband. I'm <laughs> sure her kids. kids were looked after. Um, she moved around an international circle of rich, influential businessmen, diplomats and politicians. Cool. So she's done all right. To she's say doing well. She got left she? in the country she didn't know with four kids. Yeah, she's doing really well. Um, it was this network she built that allowed her involvement in the Chinese wars. She would use her connections to collect information for the Japanese who opposed China and in return she was paid handsomely. So she is an example of one of our spies. Oh. Um, so she'd use her her parties and stuff that she had as a social butterfly. She would collect a lot of information from Some politicians. Um, Why did she decide to give that information to Japan? I think she was interested in being paid, to be honest. Oh. Also, she doesn't have any loyalty yeah, to I China, suppose. does she? The kids are... The kids are from there, though. I guess they are. But yeah, I didn't think about that. I didn't think she thinks she'd get caught. Yeah, well, she didn't, by the sounds of it. Um, um, we'll see. Oh, I had something else to say about that. I can't remember what it was. Don't know. You don't know? Can't remember. Okay. Um, the war ended with Japan's defeat and Chiang Kai-shek's government arrested Bianca. 
Oh. So they went looking for people who'd been um, spies. Yeah, that's why I said we'll see. And Bianca was sentenced to death. But we don't know how she was found out. No, that's what I mean. There's literally no information. Mm. I just have this little story which sounds nice. So was I, she, when did I've she write it. this book? Was she just writing a journal or something? Um, no, she. it's basically a book on her life. Not written by her. Though. It is by her. She so did. she's reflecting on her life. She wrote in... Um, it was published in 1985 and I think she died in 1993 or 1995 oh right okay so was she in prison then for all this time we'll see oh because she was sentenced to death this is, she I'm was jumping sentenced the gun to a lot death. you are so she was sentenced to death she was placed in prison and I'd say oh no not I'd say <laughs> I've said this. usually at this point we would think all is lost but this is not the case um, Bianca's ex-husband Tam reappeared on the oh. scene Get and lost, he wanted Tam. to rescue her. I don't want him to. Um, he began to visit her regularly in prison, and Bianca soon fell pregnant How? again. <laughs> I have not a clue, and I can't even give you any more information. <laughs> Just that he went to he. She's in prison. She's really worried. She must have like written to him like, "You need to look after the kids. I'm gonna die." Yeah. And then he's like, "I'll come visit you." While he's there, one thing leads to another. But wait, she's having a baby. How? I don't know what a Chinese. I don't know yeah. what a Chinese prison yeah. looks like at this time. Is it, but obviously, can he you must spend have been, time with each other. They must have been able to. I also think he was quite a significant person, Tam Zanchao. Oh really? Why? I think he was because. Because um, he was a Chinese spy. I, no, 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 he wasn't. I think he must have been quite significant to be able to get his ex-wife pregnant whilst in prison, and also because he managed to. Um, he managed to I save don't understand Bianca. How, how that makes him an important figure. Because he managed to save Bianca. Yeah, but you said because he managed to make her pregnant while she was in prison. Well, I assume that in a prison that they're not important? allowed to see people, but I think he's like, oh, you can see her in a private room. Maybe, but let me put this to you. We, uh, we've we listened to the other podcast, um, Ear Hustle. Mm-hmm. And in that, there's an episode where um, yeah, people in yeah, San Quentin yeah. talk about how they sneak off and uh, have sex sometimes. Yeah. So, would you say they're important, like, to No, people... I didn't just mean... I meant, like... To people seeing them no, as important No, but I meant figures. he also <laughs> managed to save her, which is what I'm trying to get to. Mm. Bianca was still alive in 1990. I guess also... Ni- it, able to publish a book yes. because her husband got her off for the right. charge. Um, I also guess, because he was a foreign exchange student in Italy would have been pretty well off all yeah and he went to um he went to the local military academy so I don't know if he was quite a significant military person he was at the front line for a while yeah all right okay you bigged him up enough I don't know he's having he a baby. she's having a baby what's she gonna do with this baby though I don't know you don't know well she has it okay in prison well, this is what I keep right. saying to her. She right. gets saved. I'm trying to get to my I next I thought she did. Right, carry on. Sorry, I've read you, this No, because you was like, I thought she died in prison. Yeah. And I was like, we'll see. Yeah. And then I keep being like, he right. saved her. That's now. why I think yeah. he's an important yeah. person. Okay, right. Bianca was saved as <laughs> oh. Generalissimo Chiang granted her amnesty and she was allowed to return to Italy with her children. This is a result of her husband getting involved. Right. Seems like he's a pretty big deal. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so she's gone back to Italy. Unfortunately, Tam, her ex-husband, did not go with her and he moved to Taiwan with his second family. So You've written that with I've... her second family. Stop reading my notes. I'm interested to see how that would happen. <laughs> Carry on. 
Uh, Bianca returned to Italy in 1947 at the age of 29. I'm Ooh. assuming she was pregnant at this time. For some reason, I thought she was older. I don't know why. No. Um, at this time in her life, her success continued. Um, after modelling for Christian Dior in Shanghai, she went on to become a famous model and a public darling of Paris. So after she was... Um, after a time in China, she went back to Italy. She moved to Paris. She did like she was just a very successful person. She wrote a book in um, 1985, and then in 1991 she was asked to do some journalism, so she went to do that, and then um, she died. For who? I'm not sure. It doesn't say. <laughs> and then she died uh, in 1993 or 1995. Can't remember. Oh, just before I was born. Yep. Yeah. Um and. Once she published the book Opium Tea, this has been um, a, a focus for certain people. So her family, so her husband's children mm. found out about her and they wanted to connect with their other family. Right. So they went over to meet their... In China? Meet, meet Bianca's children. Oh. Um, so that was it. That was like quite significant. And also, um, there's another gentleman who's done a study of... Um, this Chinese war and spies within it because there's another story about a guy called Antonio Riva and he was the he he wasn't so successful and he died which is why I didn't focus on it because I was trying not to do a death episode um and he was the last person to be assassinated in China until 2009 when there was a prisoner in China and everyone was trying to save him it was quite a big news story at the time but he died oh sorry oh so yeah so does she do you think you can't find her because maybe she changed her name to Bianca something else or was she always Bianca Tam she was did you find Bianca any of her journalism or anything no it just I just think that she wasn't very significant to a lot of people and except from her book like I don't think anybody else really cared about her that much oh so the um, the article on Antonio Riva it's in a book called Two Forgotten Spies right okay. so there's a focus on them because they are forgotten Mm. Um, Opi- why do we know how it's called opium tea have I asked you that already yeah I don't know oh. um, but she in a book basically it's a book about her life and she says she did what she had to do for survival so she she was a spy in in China mm. because she had to do it to survive it says there uh, the in- read the international best selling memoirs yeah but I can't find it I don't <laughs> think it's been reproduced I think yeah, it was maybe just it was a one. one publication yeah, um, it might be out of print. It's no good. Yeah. Is so, that her? Oh, that's someone else. Oh, no, that's someone else. But, um, so, in, she died in 1994. So, um, she was a, um, she was a, asked to do journalism about the Gulf War. Oh, and right, an okay. Italian magazine hired her and she travelled to Kuwait and filed stories from the war front. So, mm. she had like a really broad life, like. Yeah, she. And apparently she was quite successful with Christian Dior. And I've even tried to search like in Christian Dior's history and I can't, can't find, find anything. Her. She just seemed to disappear, disappear yeah. a little bit. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, so um, it was just before her death, I think, that all the family reconciled. And then after her death, they've oh. reconciled again. That's quite but interesting. Yeah, so that was just the story of Bianca Tam. Oh, that was good. I was thinking you should try and contact her family. Oh, like, I've done this podcast on you, mum. Um, no, it was good. Thank you. Do you have a big question for this week? 
I might put in the um, advert. Let's do a live version of the big question theme song. I'm feeling a bit of pressure. Uh, how does it go? You go, live question today is big question. But where do I do it? Um, just after I say the big question, you start saying the big question. So I go, the big, and then you go, the big question. Oh, okay. All right, let's have a go at this. <laughs> Three, two, one. The big, the big question. question. <laughs> the big question. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you say today is big question. Oh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> right, I'll try it again. Cut that one out, Matt. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. The big, the big question. question. Today's big question. Diddly, do, do, do. <laughs> I was good. I think I was better. That was than, good. Better than normal. Um, oh, treating you all today. I know. Live. Live. Um... <laughs> Your big question for today, Lana Bye. So, Bianca was a social butterfly, it seemed, wherever she went. If you could be a social butterfly today, where would you be a social butterfly and why? I feel like I'm on like a dating show yeah, where I'm, I know. Like, I'm on like a um, take me out. <laughs> yeah. Or a blind date with Silver yeah. Black. Oh, it was a good one. You, everyone used to always say like, really like, um, they used to basically say, they used to respond in innuendos essentially mm. they'd be like what's your favorite date and they'd be like i don't know i can go on <laughs> hang on ready to go oh there was like any day spent with yeah. you yeah oh yeah <laughs> um anyway um you've you've stumped me alone why <laughs> she says as she yawns sorry uh i'm sleepy i bit. just don't know where i'll i'd fit in i don't know where you'd fit in oh, either thanks. actually that's a good point what about you? Um, mm, I think I'm drawn to Spain. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. You read a lot of books about Spain. Yeah, I think I'd quite like to be a social butterfly. Maybe in Madrid or maybe in Barcelona. Barcelona. I just think what about really Valencia? Nice. Yeah, Valencia. I'd be happy with any of them. Wow, Valencia. That's how you say it. The C is a. Th- <laughs> Why are you laughing? Um, what about Bilbao? Yeah, I think I would just fit in anywhere. What about I'd want somewhere Villarreal? No, are you naming football teams? <laughs> yeah, but they're also um, places. I think I just want some. No, I'd want like Barcelona or something. Like I want something with like a thriving community, like with a little beach, like with cool mm, bars. Barcelona's a good choice. Yeah, I think Great I would shout. go Barcelona. What about Zaragoza? Oh, you, you, uh, oh, sorry, I didn't your laptop that just on. went off. Lovely. Oh, really professional. Good. good job that you've got virus protection on your computer. I, um, I'm a, I think, I think I also ch- choose Europe as well. I'm thinking, what about Monte Carlo? Or is Monte Carlo a bit like sleaze? Too cool for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> too cool. I thought you were going to say too sleazy for me. Do you not think. Like, I think somewhere in France for I me. I think Paris for you. I don't know if I'd actually... I don't know. I've not I've not been for a long time. don't know if I'd... Uh, I don't think you'd be disappointed. Well, I don't know. I like the Barcelona song. Maybe Oslo. <laughs> What's that face? Oslo is a very hip community. Mm. I've got another big question for you. Little question. Go on then. The little question. The little question. I'm glad you joined in on that one. Also, not also, obviously, they um, named a bridge um, in China. Is it in China or is it in Japan? It's in China. The Marco Polo 
Bridge? I think it was close to Manchuria. Or in oh, Manchuria. Right, okay. The Marco Polo Bridge. Um, obviously, it's a famous person. Also, a famous game. Mm-hmm. What would a, what game would you name a bridge after? Mario Kart. That was a quick answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why Mario Kart? It's just a good game. What? Oh, Rainbow Bridge. Rainbow like, Road. Yeah, I knew it was called Ooh, something else. Yeah, it's a good one. That that would yeah. fit well in Japan. I don't really play many other games. What about I play, like card games? Like yeah, that's what twenty-one. I was thinking. Sol- Solitaire. <laughs> Blackjack. I was thinking Buckaroo. No, that's a good one. Yeah, I know. Operation. Mm. Frustration. Are you imagine the bridge is just a regular bridge, or do you think it's made? I out think of... it's a regular bridge. Oh, okay. Which makes it cooler, I think. Yeah, I think an operation bridge would be interesting. What was in like a the it's board a game. game of operation, oh, but it's a bridge. Gosh. But all with buzzers, I we know, die. You would. <laughs> Buckaroo's also a dangerous yeah, one. Yeah, tough one. When my mum, my mum tends to fall asleep a lot, and every now and then, um, that sounds weird. But like She's late not at night. Athletic, no, no, no. Like late at night, like she doesn't really sleep. That's a lot, what most people do. Um, and she falls asleep in front of the television regularly. Um, I think she always says it's her age, but um, <laughs> she we play this game because she falls asleep every now and then. Like, like when we have like family gatherings and yeah. stuff, and we all stay up like talking. And we put loads of toys and stuff and like anything we can find, we put it on her and we call it Jerry Roo. Because my mum's called Jerry, by the way. So we Jerry Roo her. Name a road after Jerry Roo then. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah. Fun for all the family, it sounds yeah. like. There you go. Jerry Roo the bridge. <laughs> the building in Japan. Sounds like a little kangaroo. That's a Joey. Um, so... Shall we wrap this up? Yeah. Shall I do some talking? Oh, yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. Okay. If you don't mind. So, thanks for listening. If you've uh, enjoyed this podcast, have a listen to our other episodes. Um, last week, as I said, we did the Golden State Killer, which has been in the news recently. And, and maybe by the time this podcast has gone out, we'll have updated our Twitter feed with some news on that. because he's, he's... Hopefully, we've got an eye out. Um, so our Twitter feed is at Idiot History Pod, and you can you can send us an email if you want any questions, any requests, anything like that at idiothistorypod at gmail dot com. Um, give us a nice review if you uh, if you want on whatever iTunes or podcast app you're listening to us on, and tell a friend and tell whoever to have a have a listen. So thanks. Hopefully, come back next week. I'll do a report. Mm-hmm. Um, give you a hint. Should I give you a little hint about oh, what it is? On, I've only written one line of it so far, so hmm. um, I don't know when it's set. Can you give us any hint? Could you tell us how Russia. many letters are in the word? Oh, <laughs> Russia's fine, Ru- thank you. <laughs> um, it's a name. It's a famous person. What? What was that? I'm just guessing. Um, and famous person from Russia. Mm-hmm. So the Romanovs. No. Anastasia. No, I'm gonna. No, we're gonna um, say bye before yeah, you guess we'll it. We'll see you next week. <laughs> okay. See you next week. Bye. 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 to the great well you've ruined that one